0: Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Uh, Justin Bedford here. Unfortunately, we could not get Noah to make it this episode. So we got someone even better. We got Jacob Barker, friend of the show, one of the brightest young minds in hockey. How you doing, buddy? Oh, what a compliment. I'm doing doing well. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Just, you know, hanging out. I guess we're both like in semi-isolation. We're both in like semi isolation. So, yeah, COVID is just running train through the house at the moment. Yeah, it's going through everyone, you know. We don't Man, know. That's all good. Anything for the podcast, right? We got to keep powering through. Well, the, the show goes on no matter what, obviously. Uh, unless oh, yeah. you're knowing mm-hmm. you have to take a road trip. Uh, yeah, like imagine working. Imagine it's working. Ridiculous. It, it, blasphemous. Um, but good to have you back on. Obviously, it's been a while since we've had you on an episode uh too long. We've been getting tons of requests to get you back on the show. Oh, I'm Uh, sure the DMs are full right now. The DMs are absolutely full. Where where Jacob Barker go? Where Jacob go? Can you get Jared Shea back on again? And we're trying to get the people back on, but I know. And I honestly like I can't believe we haven't had Jared back as well. Like I'm sure he's not doing anything right now. Uh no no, we'll have to get him on an episode. Probably we'll probably get him on because he's a big Leafs fan. We'll probably get him on when Panthers are playing the Leafs. Uh is he a Leafs fan? He's like a fake Leafs fan. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I'm pretty sure he once told me his favorite NHL players, Patrice Bergeron and Zayn yeah. Chara. Yeah. That checks it out. Um, so who knows about him? Um, but great to have you on. Uh, we got a decent amount of stuff to talk about this week. Um, and it has been a rough one for the Florida Panthers. Three straight losses all at home. Um, not great. First one to Nashville, uh, team has a lead. They kind of let it slip away, finishes 6-4. What were your thoughts on the team's performance in that one? Uh, it was not really characteristic of the Panthers that we've kind of grown to know and love here, uh, just with like having a lot of control and then letting it go late. That was a little bit tough. I watched the third period of that one. I was busy before that, but I watched the third. Uh, and it was exciting. It's the same exciting brand of hockey. It just felt like they just weren't getting the bounces that night. They let up a little bit in the third. Let the let the Preds kind of get some momentum, ride it a bit. Um, like they even they got some calls too. Like it was good. Like they got the the disallowed goal, uh, which was like I, I felt like it was the right call on both ends. They got the goal on their end. Like they, they were getting some bounces, but it just at the end of the day, like the the effort wasn't as high as we were used to uh, with that. And it just it seemed like they kind of let that one get away. Yeah, I I agree with you. And, like, usually when the Panthers play the Predators and, like, if they do lose to the Predators, usually it's because UC Soros stands on his head, right? That's usually the story, right, going against them. Like, UC Soros is just an animal versus the Panthers. I mean, he's a good goalie in general. Um, But he wasn't a net for this one. Um, Obviously, it's, for me, the turning point in the game is Panthers go up 3-1, I think, in the second. And then Nashville gets two quick ones, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden you're looking at a 3-3 game and it's – not, care- like not what you'd expect to see from this team. Um, I think a lot of people thought in that one, and I would agree that that Bobrovsky looked a little bit tired from the workload he's had over the last little while. Um, Spencer Knight's been getting some game time down in the AHL. Um, they have Lucas Johansson, or Jonas Johansson, sorry, as the backup right now, and we'll talk about him and his uh, performance uh, in Columbus. But I think the amount of games he's playing at his age is a- – it looks like it's starting to get to Bobrovsky. He's looking a bit fatigued at this point in the, in the season. Yeah. It's a tough scenario for him because I think we we all kind of expected as much as I did say that he, uh, he was going to have a Vesna caliber season at the beginning. And I, for the most part was on track to be like, at least somewhat not wrong for a bit. Like maybe he didn't win it, but it was like, Oh, he's actually having a really good season. He's having a good season, which was the overarching point of the take. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But, um, the the problem was like when when we were first talking at the beginning of the season, it was really like we were really anticipating like a tandem between him and Spencer Knight, where it was like oh we got this one A one B. We don't even sure if like like who's who in that case. Like it could be Knights nice net, but when Bob's getting the odd night, like it could happen. I think like that was kind of the Panthers' plan too. At this point, like, we were hoping to have two boys that even roll, and like you don't have to play Bob every single night or as much as uh, they have had to. So. At this point, like it, it's not really going according to plan. Just with Knight struggling a little bit more now with that, and uh, yeah, Jonas Johansson not doing anyone any any favors either. So uh, it's a tough. It's tough for Bob to kind of keep his mojo when he's having to play that much. It's tough for any goalie, but especially as he's as he start to creep up in age. It's it's not great at this point. Yeah, like I think your your ideal scenario is that Spencer Knight would have come into the season and been a little bit better. The point where he could have taken over that workload. But because he just hasn't proven to be that like super reliable at the NHL level, at least so far in his career, and I think he will be a, a great goalie down the line, um, it's just better to have him in the A to play as many games as he can. And for the most part, he's looked pretty good. couple shutouts. He had a bad game. He got pulled, I think, uh, a few days ago. But for the most part, it's better for his development for the long term for Spencer Knight to be playing as many games as possible. And if you can't rely on him at the NHL level, then have him do it at the in the AHL level. So I don't mind him being in the minors. Um, Jonas Johansson bringing him in is a choice for sure. Um, and I think part of it too, I think with Vabrosky is just the way he like. Part of it, I think, is age. Right, he's an olderish goalie. Right, he's in his 30s, but his style of play too is a. It's a. He moves a lot in the net. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not one of those goalies where it's like, uh, like, like I'm trying to think of an example like guys that play like deeper in their net, so they're yeah. not kind of scrambling around. Like, Bob's a very active goalie, like, he's kind of like flurry in that sense, right? Of it's a lot of movement back and forth, across the crease. And so, I think as you get older, that kind of starts to take a toll, yeah. Like, you can just see behind the play a little bit every now and then, like, he's just not as quick to react to something. Um, that like you ideally like him to save, or he would save normally when he's a little bit more healthy. Um, I don't necessarily see it as a long-term concern. I think that like the past few games have just been a bit of a lull, and as much as it's uncharacteristic, I wouldn't say it's like impossible for this to have happened. Like I, I feel like it, it's natural for the, the teams to go through lulls like that, uh, and it just it seems weird because the Panthers just haven't had one in such a long time, but this is still a very natural point of a season. Like teams are going to face some struggle. You just want to find a way out and finding a way out at this point is like, you know, you might just need to get a lucky six, five win or something like that. Like get yourself back on track where you get a lot of bounces. Um, It's, it's really tough. Like a lot of teams when they're trying to get out of, Slumps like this, like they rely on like a big goalie start, is that you're gonna need like a goalie to give you like a ton of saves and like maybe like one or two goals against, and then just like try to squeeze one out. But I feel like with the Panthers, with their style and kind of like with the goalie situation, like you need a a six five, a seven five, like something like where you just need to score a bucket load of goals and just try to score more than the other team. Yeah. Well, and it's like like yeah, I think you're you're exactly right with that. And it's like three losses, like, they didn't play poor in every game, and, like, there still are some positives. Like, the offense is still generating a good amount of opportunities, right, and putting up some goals, but defensively and with your goaltending, you're starting to see some fatigue. Um, The team, like, they they did have a slump, like, earlier in the year, kind of when they changed coaches over to Andrew Burnett, and it's like, you would fully understand that's like a team to slump in that scenario, right? Just with how everything went down there. So it's like, when, when they were slumping there, it's like, you know what? Like, just give them time. Like, this it's fine. This is kind of the first, like, just it is what it is slump, right? Where you're just at that point in the season. And it is only three games. I know it's at home. Uh, and it's not ideal. But it's not like it's the end of the world. It's not like this team sucks, right? Like, they're still a very good team that has had a few games where they haven't been their best. The Columbus one. It is a tricky one because obviously Columbus, like they got absolutely shelled the last time uh, they were in time, so you knew that they were going to want to get a bit of revenge there. Um hmm. But Jonas Johansson, my God, make a save! Yeah, I mean, it was it was tough to watch that one. Like Where it's, a, I don't know, it's just everything's going in. I mean, like it's eight fifteen save percentage. You're not going to win almost any game putting up an 8-15. I mean, the Leafs did yesterday when they won like 10-7. But like very rarely are you going to win a game where that's your goaltending. And I didn't love the, the Jonas Johansson acquisition at the time. I was like, it's fine if I never have to see him in net. And I remember last season, he got traded from Buffalo to Colorado. And one of the Buffalo reporters at the time said, In my, like, 15 years covering this team, Jonas Johansson is, like, the absolute worst goaltender I have ever seen, both in-game and in practice. Like, he can't stop anything. And I'd say fairly accurate. I mean, uh, he did save save 81.5% of pucks against Columbus. That's an incredible stat if you don't look into it too much. Yeah, yeah. 81% is like pretty high in a lot of other things, not so much save yeah. percentage. That's an A in school, but I mean, if we're talking NHL save percentage, it's like incredibly unacceptable. Yeah. Just like it's just <laughs> a Like so it's not great. Like I think he's clear, like I think the team needs a backup to play behind Bobrovsky to give him more rest. And it's got to either be Spencer Knight or you got to bring someone in because Jonas Johansson's not it. No, not at all. Like I, seen I, one game I've seen enough. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that that was ever going to be a great move. I didn't think they were going to use him too much, to be honest. Like, I thought he would be more of, like, an AHL goalie. But, I mean, it is what it is right now. Like, I don't know. Um, you got any names you're thinking at the deadline? Well, I was thinking we'd get into that a bit in the second half of the episode to talk about trade deadline and goaltending and defense and that kind of stuff. Um, before I do that, though, we should talk about – the Edmonton game yesterday afternoon matinee good crowd at FLA live arena um and for the most part like the Panthers were really good yesterday yeah I I thought they were fine it's these weird results man where it's like I don't think that their play is really at fault I just think that they're just losing like well well, I think like, like you look at the game yesterday like I think like very clearly the reason they lost was goaltending. Like, they didn't get great goaltending from Bobrovsky, and the Oilers got excellent goaltending from Miko Koskinen um, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Miko Koskinen was excellent for the Oilers. Um, And Bobrovsky, like, you you let in a Derek Ryan hat trick. Well, Derek Ryan scored again today, so he's just on a heater. Derek Ryan has four goals in his last two games. In his last, like, 50, he also had four. Yeah, I see that as a development curve. I think that's just what a new coach can do for a guy, really. But, like, not a great game from Bobrovsky. Like, I'm sure a couple of the goals he'd want to have back, and then, you know, the other team's goal is standing on his head. And it's tricky because that was one where, like, there was a good amount of time in between, like, his start in uh, Nashville and the game in Edmonton where it was like he should have had a bit of rest, right? Uh, and yeah. so the fact that he seemed like he would have been rested going into that one and still didn't have a great game, I think makes the goaltending uh, seem like a bit more of a priority. Now I know it's a small sample size, but I think uh, a little more reliability in the net is what this team needs. Yeah. And like, whether it comes from the in-house, like if it comes from Lebroski, do you like, eventually do you have to lean and then like go back to Spencer Knight? Like that's also a possibility. If you go, him another shot like you have him in the organization as much as starts are valuable in the a like if you're in trouble in the end like that's a priority right and uh that's that's a possibility but yeah like we'll talk about some more trade deadline stuff in the second half here yeah because like if you think spencer knight like he's he's shown um like again you got pulled the other day but other than that he's been pretty solid in the AHL. yeah he's five and two he's good and like i think the big thing with him at the nhl level was just like the inconsistency, like it's not like he was like shit every single game. Like he had good games, but he had some really bad games. Mm-hmm. At no point, I don't think, and I could very well be wrong on this, did he have an 815 save percentage? Right? At no point was he worse than what Jonas Johansson gave you. Well, I can take a look to confirm, but yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm, think... I'm, I'm very probably wrong. He definitely got pulled in a game. Uh, how, how is that possible? But like if, if you think Spencer Knight like he's played enough games and you're like you feel comfortable going with like a 60 40 bob split the rest of the way, and you think Spencer Knight can at least give you a chance to win in most of those games, like then you probably do that. But otherwise, like you have to look at the market for, for goaltending, and it's tricky because there's a lot of teams that need goalies right now.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, and we'll talk about that a bit yeah. more in a sec. But Justin, we got three games that he was under an 815 in three different opponents. We got Devils, Rangers, both of them on a back-to-back. So those were November 8th, and November 9th, back to backs that they left him in for. So they got um, so, so basically the entire team in front of them. Yeah. So it's a back to back. He had a 778 and then eight in those ones. And then he had a 789 when he allowed eight goals against the Ottawa Ottawa Senators, senators yeah in that absolute shell of a performance well and that's that, just like, that's just a good sentence team uh, yeah when you go up against the Ottawa senators like there's not much you can do right yeah when you see Chris Tierney coming down at you on that second line it's like game over yeah like, you look at him and you're like holy cow like this guy's in the NHL. Like you're not even ready for him, but like yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, other, like, other than those three games, like he was not great in a lot of games, but he was, you know, he wasn't. Well, like, bad. well recently he's been okay. Like, if we look at his recent, like before he got sent down, like in like twenty for like, in his last three games, he has two wins. It like, was two and one right now, but he tossed up twenty-seven saves, like twenty-seven saves on twenty-eight shots for Vancouver game, and then. 25 saves on 26 shots and then Vegas. So, like, two complete performances there. He just had a rough last game against the Rangers and then sent down. But, like, he's, he hasn't been bad. He's no, had I, above a 930 in three of his last five starts. Yeah, like, it's not bad. It's the inconsistency, I think. Is it the, is inconsistent because, right, like, in between like- that – we have an eight thirty nine and an eight eighty two. Yeah, like if you're a coach Limited, and you're yeah. you're writing down your roster, you you want to know which Spencer Knight you're. You know, you, you can't gamble on which Spencer Knight's going to show up. Yeah, and no, like you, so. like at the same time, like sometimes like defense in front of you also just collapses. Um, you know, not always. Oh, 100%. Um, but yeah, we'll get into some more trade deadline stuff. But first, uh, a quick ad read here from our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday and everyone can play for huge cash prizes, with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit CCPG.org/chat. In New York. Call 877 8 H O P E N Y or text H O P E N Y 467 369. My goodness, these adres. <laughs> <laughs> okay, trade deadline stuff. We've kind of talked a little bit about it uh, in a few episodes prior uh, when Noah was here. Um, but just based on kind of the recent slump. Is, do you think goaltending should now be a bigger priority than adding to the defense? It's kind of tough for me because I'm like, yes, the goaltending is, like, inconsistent right now, but I still have some faith in Bob and Knight to be our two guys going in. I wouldn't mind acquiring a backup if it's there uh, just to take the pressure off of Knight a bit to have to come up, but, like... Who's who's uh, who's available right now? Well, who's likely to be available? Well, I was. I got. I got. I got the trade. Uh, the TSN trade bait list up. Mm. Um, thing think goaltending defense. It's it's a bit tricky because they're both kind of related, right? Like, if your defense plays better in front of you, your your goaltending is probably going to improve, right? Yeah. Like that's the reality. Or you can just get a better goalie. There's also the issue of just the cap space the team has, right? Like, they got it. Mm-hmm. like, in order to bring someone in, like, money's got to be going out or somebody's got to be headed to IR, Patrick Hornquist, right? Like, something's got uh, yeah. to give with that because there just isn't enough room. Like, they don't even have a million dollars to add a guy. With that being said, uh, there are some goaltending options out there. Uh, so I'm going to throw a few out at you. Number one, Marc-Andre Fleury, Chicago Blackhawks, He's a UFA. He makes $7 million. Um, he's having a decent year right now for Chicago. He won the Vesna last year. Is Marc-Andre Florey the answer? That cap hit is so high. I think that's the only problem. If they let me, let me get you, a re, let me get a refresher. Uh, if they retain salary, it's still full cap hit, right? Like returning salary doesn't do anything. No, no, like they can retain it. But if they retain like, let's say they retain 50%. Is it three and a half going on the books, or is it seven still? Three and a half. Oh, okay. That's different. So you, but you can double retain um, it, too. So you can go three and a half and then send them somewhere else as a third party, half it again. Yeah, they can pull that shenanigan stuff that we right, saw last year. Um, yeah, like you saw uh, when Vegas got them. Maybe Flurry. I love him. Love the dude. Um, I'm not... I, I feel like a... I feel like we already have the older goalie that is somewhat inconsistent. I don't want to add another one because my only thing, Fleury is a pure rental. Like that's the other thing too, which is nice. It's like literally he has got, this is it probably. Right. Like he, so that's fine. If you can figure out a way to like, to manage the cap to come in Uh, with that, that would be tough. But if you can, if they can manage that, that's not bad. I was looking, I see Georgiev on the list. How realistic is that that he's actually getting moved? I don't know. I mean, it really depends. Um, for that about Georgiev, I will say with Flurry too. Like, if you bring in Flurry, like is Flurry gonna want to be the starter? Or are we gonna get uh, an oil painting of Mark oh. Andre Flory with a sword through his back again? Oh, it's gonna happen again. Right? Like but, that's the other component. Like, and there are other teams where it's like if the Panthers feel pretty content with Bob as, like, the guy or, like, a 1AB type situation, like, there are other teams that, like, realistically could use Flurry more. Yeah, what I was thinking... And would probably outbid them. What I was thinking, and, like, maybe this one's a little bit of a better option. What about Braden Holpe from Dallas? He's had a solid year. And, like, he's got the low ha- the low cap hit. Is at 2 mil right now. He's done after this year. Like, he's a UFA. So they don't need to re-sign him. Would will be a decent rental. I am, he's probably more likely to be okay with a backup role, if I'm thinking. Well, yeah, and you got to remember, too, like, when, when Washington won the Cup, he didn't start the playoffs for them. Yeah, like, I think he's a good mix of, like, not expecting a starter role, but if he has to go in for Bob, like, he definitely has the playoff experience to be comfortable in that role, right? Like, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, like, Br- Braden Holtby would be pretty high on my list uh, of guys uh, Gorgiev would be up there too, mm-hmm. because I really like Gorgiev. Um, yeah, as a goalie, he's not had a great year this year. His cap hit is a little bit high, but he is an RFA. Yeah, that's not bad. Right, and he's young, right? So the fatigue won't be a huge thing. Um, yeah, yeah like so, like I like like of the goalies on the list, like Gorgiev probably my favorite goalie. But in terms of fit and who I'd want to acquire, like Braden Holtby, I'm probably leaning closer to, especially because the UFA means the price would be lower. Yep, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think that price is much, honestly, for Holpe. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be much at all. Because Dallas is happy with their goaltending situation, right? Odinger's kind of taking the net down there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's their guy for the future. Anyway, so I'm sure that they, like, they've got kind of a, a surplus with that. So, I mean, I, I like the fit. I think it's fine. Um, the only other name I see on the trade bait list is Corposalo, but I would avoid it if possible. Well, my thing is, I don't know if you remember, Sergey Brofsky won two Vesna trophies. And you remember who backed him up to those Vesnas? I guess. We could be trying to just, read. Do, do you just bring back the tandem? They got their old pal Anthony DeClaire in the mix. Wow, we're just, like, bringing back the Columbus Blue Jackets and moving them to Florida? I like it. Like, it's not, like... Yeah, Jonas Corbosal, like, he's such a weird goal. Like, I I don't know if he's good or not. Corbosal? Yeah. I feel like he's always, like, he's always had promise to him. I've always thought highly of him. But then I look at the numbers and I'm like, "Eh, maybe we overvalued him a little bit. I'm not low on him. I think he's a good goalie. Yeah, he's one of those goals where it's like, I I just don't know if he's good or not. Because, like, his numbers are never really that good. But then, like we watched him, like absolutely, like dismantle the Leafs in the playoffs. Well, right, and like I know the Leafs are, are full of yeah. frauds, but like, yeah, but he was unbelievable in that series, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, like to me, like he he just creates the same problem to me as like Spencer Knight of like the inconsistency. Yeah. Right, like that doesn't really solve anything to me, and the price is probably really high because I'm guessing like Jonas Korpasalo is probably highly valued by a good amount of teams. Yeah, yeah, a younger dude. Uh He has Does he have RFA as well? Let me check the list. Is he still on RFA? No UFA. No, he's UFA. Never mind. He's yeah. UFA. Uh, that's not bad then. Right. Yeah, I still yeah. think it's gonna be high though. Yeah, and like, there's some team that's gonna be able to give up more, like when you look at, like teams that are like looking for goaltending right now, like I'm thinking Vegas probably with Leonard on IR. Yeah. They've been struggling. They've got uh, former Brock Badger as their backup. Logan Thompson, shout out. But um, should we get him on that, the show? Like, I know there's absolutely no reason to bring him on the show. Cause he's not a Panthers prospect or player. And he's like, never, he doesn't have any ties to Florida, but I think we could still get him anyways. But he's the most like that's the most probable player we could get on. So, can ask the viewers. viewers if viewers want to respond, give their thoughts. Uh, do yeah. it, that'd be great. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Logan Thompson, right? It's a beauty, it's awesome. Yeah, good Calgary kid, too. Yeah, um, yeah, like they're like they're, with Leonard on IRO, they're, they're probably looking for goaltending going into the playoffs, right? Edmonton's probably looking, um, why? Well, as great as Miko Koskinen was in that one specific game. They still seem insistent on playing Mike Smith in NHL games, which has proven time and time again to be a poor strategy. Although he was decent today against Carolina, but Mike Smith is incredible always. As long as we're thinking of like this is like two thousand nine, yeah, that's a key. Yeah, so like they like that team needs goaltending because they need to make the playoffs, right? They're like not even guaranteed a playoff spot at this point, and like you can't miss the playoffs with McDavid and Drysital. Like no, that would be. Utter embarrassment for that franchise. Um, Vegas, Toronto probably should be looking. Yeah, well, Jack Campbell has been bad as of late, and Peter Morazic's also been not good. And I hate to say this because it's not, I don't want to say I told you so, but I remember saying this from the beginning that Jack Campbell is not a is not putting up sustainable numbers as an NHL starter, but. At the end of the day, I mean, you make it, you, you dig your own grave. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I distinctly remember at the start of the year, these fans being like, oh my goodness, he's the best goalie in the league. And. I, I Legit, it's not even like, I do have a lot of anti-Lease bias, I will admit. But I don't, it's not even that. I've never thought Jack Campbell was that good. Even in LA. Like when I saw them re- acquire him, like, I'm, I'm a big Kyle Dubas fan, obviously. Brock Badgers. Love love what Dubas does. Um, he's. I, I root for it's like a love hate with the least because, like, I want Dubas to do really well, but I want the least, but, to but I want the Shambles. least. To, like, it's it's really I, 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 it's the same dilemma, yeah, yeah. So, like, I look at the trades and it's like a lot of what Dubas does, I like, and it's like, like, the recent stuff, like, bringing in a who was that dude from Arizona? I've already figured his name, Labushkin, yes, LaBushkin, and like, dumping Richie's contract, uh, for that. I think that's great, like, that, like, those are good moves and stuff, but like, when Campbell came over, I was like. Yeah, he'll be a fine backup to Freddie. And when he took over the net, it was like, okay, like, that's a good, like, temporary fix. But I it's not it wasn't really sustainable. And I think he's no. still he's putting up fine numbers on the season. Like he has a 917 as of now. Uh just because like he like the numbers are gonna look good because he started balling out early on in the air, but like as of late, I can see what his results are. Right yeah, now, I I, yeah, I think I yeah looked it up recently too. It's not great, mm-hmm. right? And it's like if the, if you think you're a contending team, like that can't be your goaltending. Mm-hmm. No, I'd okay. be looking. The Leafs is where the Leafs is where I would look and see if you get Flower. But the problem with Flower is like cap <laughs> and that cap hit is <laughs> the tough one. So it's the cap. It, like you'd probably try to move out Mrazic, who hasn't yeah. been great. Corpusalo come in for them, maybe. You know, it would be a great goalie for the Leafs. Freddie Anderson. Yeah, he's doing fantastic. Yeah, he's looked fantastic in Carolina. No idea why that's possible. I heard he was bad. Yeah. But yeah. No, uh, I cam. Uh, I'll give Campbell credit. He had one hell of a game against Pittsburgh a few nights ago. Uh, Forty-six saves. That was incredible. But then since then, he has not had a save percentage above 867. And, yeah, that's been tough. He's had two – one, two, three games out of his last 11 that he's had above a 900. Which is just – I mean, you'll watch, <laughs> as a Panthers fan, I'd love to see it. Yeah, that's a tough one. He got pulled twice. His oh, no. last <laughs> Oh no, no, his last one he didn't get pulled. No, no, never mind. But, so, yeah, it's – there's a lot of teams that are like kind of like in the mix as like playoff and contending teams that like need goaltending. Yeah. Right? I don't think, I think the Panthers would fall into like the look in, but at the right price. At the right price of like, I don't think it should be the number. Like I think it should be something they definitely look at and should be interested in. I don't mm. think it should be the number one priority. I think that should be adding to the defense because if you add to the defense, you are going to like your goaltending should get better. Right. Yeah, ideally. Right? Right? If you can limit chances in front. But at the same time, though, like, when you look at, like, defensemen, you bring in, like, a lot of it is just, like, system stuff. Like, just the the high-tempo way the Panthers play. Like, you could bring in the best shutdown defensemen in hockey. Like, the way they play is always destined to, like, give up some decent chances against. Yeah. Right? And you just run that risk that you're going to score more than the other team and, you know, get a few saves here and there. But – looking at the list of defensemen out there, who are some names that you're interested in? Noah keeps, by the way, trying to sell me on the idea of Ben Sherat being a good defenseman. Oh, Noah, I love you, my guy, but no. I know, right? No. Like, it's just it's ben, ben Chirot is a Toronto Maple Leaf in the making, and I cannot wait to see the price that they gave up for him. Yeah, like, like, all he does is just cross-check people in front of the net. Like, that's not... We already have Radko. Yeah. We don't, <laughs> we don't need another one. Uh, from the from the bait list, obviously, like the big name, like obviously, you'd love to have children, but bring the kid home. Yeah, bring him home. But it is tough. Like, but like the, the cost to acquire will be really high. But the cost control of that cap hit, mm-hmm. if you can make it work, like having a defenseman like that at four point six for the, like for three years. Yeah, that would be nice. I've really, always really nice. As soon as the rumors started from Dallas, I have always thought that John Klingberg. John Klingberg, jeez, that was weird. I would be an excellent fit as well. Other so than that, I'd like to see the cat the price would be a little bit lower. Again, the issue remains with the team, though, is just cap it. That's what yeah. it's gonna come down like to. Like it's always got kind of money coming in, money coming out, right? Yeah. If I look at cheaper ones like Justin Braun, would be a decent idea. Like he's at 1.8 right now. He's a UFA at the end of the year. Experienced dude, defenseman. I think he's all right. Um fits the like fits the system. I I don't love it, but I think it's fine. Um, and then, I don't know, who do you want to – like, well, who you think like, – you want to – If we want to play the theories, like, you want Artem Zoo from Ottawa? Oh, hard pass. Um, really? Yeah. I know we, we talked about, like, as a potential fit, like, Mark Giordano is, like, an older guy. Now, obviously, there's got to be, like, a ton of retention and money going back in that. Mm-hmm. But for one year as a rental, the experience he brings – like, do you want to leave Seattle? He might. He's on the list. Like is he? Yeah, he's he's like number 6. Oh, he's way up there. I was yeah. looking down the list. Okay. Yeah, he's at 22 points this year in 47 games, like he can still he can still get it done. Oh, well, we're talking about future or uh, former Norris winner there, right? Yeah, so like in terms of fit, I like that. Um I do I think I would prefer like a right-handed defenseman maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm mostly looking at right now. Yeah. Uh but. what are your thoughts on like uh actually I'll start with left-handed, like looking at Anaheim. Now Anaheim is in the mix for playoffs, right? Yeah so I'm not sure kind how it <laughs> kind of let's pretend they are, right? So I'm not sure how open they are to like moving guys, but would you look at like players like Lindholm or Manson? Uh Lindholm probably no. I'm not a huge this Lindholm guy. I don't know. Maybe... I mean, we'll have to have a good friend on the show he's, with John Bird coming. He's in. one of those like, players. Like I don't love Hampus Windholm, but I feel like he would be a nice fit. Yeah, like maybe he comes to Florida and he kind of makes it a little bit better for him. Um And then to meet Josh Manson, big right-handed defenseman, built for the playoffs. Like yeah, Josh Manson would be a good one. Like he he'd be a dude for sure, but I'm not sure what the cost would be, and I'm not sure if Anaheim would even look to move him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the big thing for the Panthers right now is at the end of the day, no matter who we're acquiring, I think Cap Hit is going to play a big hit uh, or like a big factor into it. Like, they have to make sure that, like, there's likely going to have to be a retention um, from someone. And uh, so you're going to need someone that's retaining. You're going to need someone that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg because I don't think they need to pay an extreme amount for it unless it's Chitron, in which case, I think it's worth it. But yeah. Like, if you're going to get like a rental that's just like going to help you out at the back end, kind of stabilize the bottom parents, like kind of built for the playoffs kind of mentality, I don't want to pay a premium for that. And I think that's kind of where it becomes a bit of a challenge with that, where you don't have a lot of cap space to bring them in. You don't have a lot of cap space. You also don't have like the high picks that a lot of teams are going to want. Like, you don't have a first and second. So it's probably going to be either a first or a second in two years, which really lowers the value, or it's going yeah. to be one of your prospects like an Owen Tippett or Grigori Denisenko yeah, uh, type guy going back. What about bringing in uh, a player for term with like a bit of term? I'm I'm always in for it because I feel like our window of opportunity is still like over the next few years, right? Like, I don't think we're desperate to go for it this one year and then we're done, right? So like, I'm fine with term. It just depends, right? Like, Okay, like not like not like I'm not talking about like a ton of term maybe, but I'm, t- I'm gonna throw out a name a guy I love. I think he'd be a great fit. He's my guy. Damon Severson, one year left at four point something. Same issue. Uh-huh. It's just cap, but I like, I like Damon. I like it's good. I, like, I like the fit. Like, if you can make the cap fit right at least, for the, like, literally, like. Your cap goes away if you throw a couple guys on IR or you can send some money back. And if you can do that, he's got the one-year left at 4.2. He's having a pretty solid year, 48 games, 27 points, six goals, right? Like, I like what he brings. He's got a bit of bite. He he skates well. So I Mm -hmm. like the system fit. Not bad, not bad. Hold on, I'll be right back. But, yes, I like the fit with Servison. Yeah. Um. All right, Well, Jacob's gone, he's taking a little break here. Um, looking at a couple other names uh, on the list, like there's a couple other defensemen, but I'm just not sure they're like good fits for this team and the system uh, that the Panthers play. Like there's like Rasmus was still lining. He's on the list. I'd stay away from Mark Stahl. The cost to acquire should be nothing. Um, but he also isn't going to give you much really Um, to me. I think like Mackenzie Weger, he's had a couple defensive lapses lately. So I think uh, for this team, like I think there's no point to me in getting a guy who's going to be like your third pairing guy. Right. Because they have a lot, like the Panthers have a lot of guys on their team right now who are very capable of playing, that third pairing role, like they have Olu Levy, right? They have a Lucas Carlson, Marcus Nunevaras, uh, on LTIR right now. Like they have guys who are kind of built to play that third pairing role. To me, it needs to be a guy who can jump in and play, uh, in that top four kind of role. Uh, what are your thoughts, Jacob? Well, yeah, it makes sense, right? Like if you can get someone who can play kind of, I like. I like dudes that can play kind of anywhere in the lineup. Like I think David Saverson fits that pretty well. About that like, if you need him to play a bigger role, he can, but if you like, if, if everyone's good, everyone's firing, like you don't need him. Like he can take a step back as well, go to the bottom four. So I think he would fit again. It's all going to come down to cap, whether they can ship people out, like who, what's your price that you're ideally paying yeah, yeah. Then you got to talk about price. Like I think on the trade bait list is Owen Tippett, right? Like I think if you're bringing in a guy like Owen Tippett would probably be a guy teams would ask for, and he's in the AHL right now. Like I think you'd feel fine putting him in a trade, right? Cause you'll have decent value as a, as a former first rounder. Right. And because you don't have your first or second rounder this year, like him or Dennis are probably in a trade. Yeah. Most likely depending on, you know, what, what, the other team is, is kind of looking for but like if re, like realist the windows now so i'm paying any price yeah if, if be, like realistically like if i have to give up denisenko or Tippett or a first or a second in two years like i'm doing that because the reality is like the windows now mm. we've like i hate when teams are like very clearly contending teams and they're like nah nah we, we, we can't trade our first rounder can't do it well like who cares like your ooh, fir- if ooh, you're that good, good, your first round is going to be late and the percentages drop as soon as you get outside the top 10. Yeah. And even if they somehow turn into like a decent NHL player, great. That's in three or four years, your window's closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like exactly. it's just not the way to do it. Like you should. And I think Bill Zito is like, the, I I imagine he would think the same way just based on moves that he's made. Right. Moving out all the picks that he has and the, and the prospects that he has is like, yeah, like the time to win is now. So, right. Like Gregory Denisenko not helping this team this year. Right. No, no, no. Right. So get like, get them out of here, get someone in who can, right. Mm-hmm. Like that should be the mentality I think. And that should be their approach to, you know, going into the trade deadline um, to go out and make a substantial upgrade, either in that or on the blue line or both Uh, forwards are probably good. They got enough forwards. Yeah, that's true. I think the forward depth is fine. I think all the, all the fellows are firing all the time. Up front, so yeah. like, yeah. when you're a third line, it's just absolutely balling, like, Marchment, Lindell, and Reinhardt, like... No, but don't forget, Mason Marchmont is one of the worst players in the NHL. Yeah, according Allegedly. to an article. Allegedly. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like, if you did want to add a guy, like, because there were some rumors around, like, Claude Giroux, right, like, to the Panthers, maybe, like, if you maybe wanted to add a guy on that line with Barkov, like, you could, but that, to me, should be, like, your bottom priority, yeah, that's, like, a last-ditch, like, we have a trade that we like here, like, that we're okay with giving up, and then it's, like, okay, then you pull trig. trade. But I would say, yeah, like, defense is priority one, backup goalie priority two, and then forward priority three. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, as much as, like, yeah, it would be nice to get, like uh, – because, like, for Higgins, Barkov have been good together, but that – Third spot on that line's kind of been a rotation throughout the year, based on health and you know which guys are hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, realize like the offense is still going right regardless. Oh yeah, but, but it's more important to get guys who can help keep pucks out of your net, and so that's you know the defense and goaltending. And I think uh, there are probably better options like out there for that. Like I'm looking at you know some of the four, like you think about some of the forwards that might be available, like I like Brandon Hagel maybe, but like. Why? Like, no. I mean, like, there, like there's some names, but it's just like I don't think any of them are like that substantial an upgrade for what you'd have to give up, and in the long run, wouldn't make the biggest difference on this team. I don't, I don't think so. let's say just pass. But yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, trade deadline's coming up in what, like under a month, three yeah, weeks, sir. yeah, three weeks or so so should be a lot of fun i'm sure we'll see kind of some action ramping up uh before then uh and should be a lot of fun uh but thank you so much jacob for hopping on uh this episode of the podcast we'll be back with another episode next monday maybe with noah maybe not maybe with jared shea maybe not we'll see who can get on uh should be a lot of fun but thanks so much to everyone tuning and listening and we'll see you next week